0: live for the 110th episode of the Bronx Barbell Battle podcast. I'm your host Matt Lesluigi and tonight it's me, Alex and G. How are we doing, guys? We're uh, we're doing. that uh, we that's kind of been well, like I feel like the last like 20 or so episodes, like it's been like yeah. Oh, yeah
1: we're getting well, by.
0: Different reasons today though, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. The last the last time we spoke to you guys, uh, there was a lockout, both sides sucked, we were mm. Very, very iffy. It didn't look like there was going to be a baseball anytime soon. Well, there is going to be baseball, so that's the good news. But you know, the bad news. I think you know the lockout ends, and we were pretty happy. It was like a 24 to let's say 48 hour period where we were pretty happy. It we was saying, mm-hmm. oh man, base. You know, April 7th is, I believe, is the official date of opening day. No games are going to be canceled. It's going to be a 162 game season. So, uh, you know, things are looking up. And then we kind of like I think I I think I was like either me or Andrew one of the first to say it like wait a minute we hate our baseball team <laughs> like wait a minute our, the last
2: time when there was a lockout we were we like ma- we
0: were furious at the Yankees for not doing anything before like yeah. the lockout <laughs> like waking started,
2: up from right? a nightmare to another nightmare <laughs> and it kind of just slowly but surely hit
1: us like oh man well, this I think our biggest problem was that we were so mad at them up until December, and then we had a three-month span where we just kind of got the chance to cool off and kind of get some optimism back, and then we got a shot of, you know, serotonin the second the, uh, the uh, lockout ended. So, the second that everything started up and free agency came back, and the Yankees continued to not do anything, and when they did do something that we will talk about, nobody liked it, it was kind of a kicking
2: the balls. I'm happy that baseball's back, and I think, at the very least, we're about to, like, go through all of the emotions of the offseason, but in, like, a four-day period, so we'll talk more about, like, the moves and stuff, but I'm not totally committed to despair just yet, but we can get more into that in a little bit. So, in case you live under a rock, um, last night,
0: as we were all about to go to bed, right, the Yankees decided to trade Gary Sanchez, Gio Urshela, for Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Conner-Falefa, and Ben Roethveth. I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, he's a minor league catcher, so he's probably going to be like the basically the Yankees' third string catcher at this point. Maybe second string. Who knows? Um, I mean, who's gonna who so, would be their second string right now? Uh, so who, they's, who hopefully they have a lot of moves to make, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Anyways,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyways. This was pretty shocking. Like this was, there's always those moves in any sport, free agency that just come out of nowhere that you don't hear any rumors. And I think we all were kind of aware that you know Gary's time with the Yankees may be coming to an end. I mean, keep in mind now, just to be specific, it's basically the Twins are trading for one year Gary, and there's been rumors that the Twins want to flip him, which I don't know why they would. Like why not just keep Gary? He could be good. Um, so one year Gary, two years of Josh Donaldson two years of Connor Falefa, and then um, two years of Gio. So my initial thoughts, and I think everyone's initial thoughts, are just very confused. I I mean, I think more people are, very few people are happy about this. I have seen the baseball nerds and the baseball Twitter be like, oh, I don't know why people, all the casuals are mad about this. This is a great trade. Like uh, Josh Donaldson's baseball savant numbers were great. IKF is a versatile player who's a good contact speed. That's what the Yankees needed and wanted and were looking for last year. But it it just it just really seems like they didn't get better at all. In, it really doesn't seem like either team got better. And I'm not going to be one of these people that like, oh, Gary and G, you know, Gary was a baby bomber and Gio became, you know, we, I think we all on this podcast love Gio. And, you know, despite us <laughs> being very upset and mad at Gary over the past few years, especially, I think we all have, still have you know, soft spot for Gary, and yeah. but that's not even why we were mad at this trade. It just didn't really seem like this trade made sense, and it really seemed like, and the fact that look, Josh Donaldson's two, you know, two years, fifty million. But the initial reaction was like, oh, well, the Twins are going to eat some of that. The Twins are eating none of that. So it's very, it was very, just a very confusing trade. Like I'm, I don't want to say it's like a terrible trade, because who knows? Donaldson could have 25 home runs by the All Star break, and IKF could be playing every position, and be like our, you know, our glue guy, or DD, or DJ, or who, you know, that newcomer that just lights up the scene. Like who knows? But I don't know. I'm, I'm just very, very confused by this trade, and I think most people are.
1: Yeah, I think I was saying to G beforehand that this trade to me feels almost like a cop out because it's the type of trade you make if there was no other options like trading mm-hmm. two of your starting players for a guy who can't really hit but is good defensively and a ba- basically a salary dump that has potential is not the type of move you make mid-off season and that's basically where we are right now because if you think about if you take out the entire lockout and just put the free agency timeline together. We're at like mid December right now. So it's just so weird to me how they, they basically closed the door on possibly getting Correa, which we knew was, was a long shot. I was shot. about to say, and this, I
0: I forgot to mention this basically said, we're not
1: getting Correa or story.
0: Which yeah. Like, like you said, already knew it was a long shot, but I already knew they were long shots, but kind of just, you know, like, all right, I can't tease our shortstop. Like, mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And like, I was thinking, like, my initial reaction, was, and this is, like, such a sad thought, but I actually thought, I'm like, wait a minute, uh, are they, are they going to get him to be the catcher? Because he, you know, yeah. he, and I'm, that's like, I literally crossed my mind, like, what if they, because, like, right now, Higgy's our catcher, and look, I yeah. like Higgy, but I don't know how I feel about that.
1: We've seen, I, in the last few years, every time Sanchez has gotten injured, and Nagashi has been the starting catcher for a couple months on end, that he... Every now and then he hits a home run. He catches a base runner stealing. He's a good defensive catcher, but he is in no way the has the offensive potential that Gary did. And you know maybe he had like
2: one ninety something last year. Yeah, and maybe it was you know
1: bad con- compared to Gary because even though Gary was brutal, sometimes he would also just absolutely destroy a ball every now and then.
2: Yeah, he just run into them like every now and then Gary did. Yeah. So
1: I would have to imagine they're going to do something else because I really feel if they go into this season with a catching tandem of Higashioka and Rortvet, who but, neither of them have any offensive potential. Maybe Rortvet's <laughs> going to come out of the woodwork and become a good offensive catcher.
0: Yeah, like yeah, that's the thing. You but, never know. Right, like you never want to just shoot down these trades because that, you know, you don't want. Then you're like freezing cold takes, like you know, talking shit about the guy who, you know, is like the perennial all star. Like you never know, right? Guys come out of nowhere and become great. So you never want to just like immediately shoot down something, but at the same time, you can look at something and be like, okay, like this is probably, you know, just gonna be nothing. And look, I get Josh, look, he, like Josh Donaldson last year, he was 99 percent tile average exit velo, 95 percent hard hit rate, uh, like, you know, 95 percent barrel rate. Like, he had great, uh, you know, analytical numbers. And look, he played 135 games last year. A lot of those games were DH. I mean, especially with Stan, you'd expect that he'd have to play, you know, third base almost every day. Um, but, like, look, I said this before the show, and – for like I know this is being very pessimistic, and I know like these guys were definitely more far gone than Donaldson is at this point because Donaldson's still very good. Like don't get me wrong, but he's also 36 years old, and it seems like anytime the Yankees get guys who have had a you know year a bunch of great years, have had long careers, seems like when the Yankees get those guys, that's when they just they just snap. -hmm. Right, like this guy is Troy Tulowitzki written all over
1: me. This this seems this to me it just feels like a like Kevin twenty thirteen move. Like, do you remember when the like last minute spring? Like, let's get the old
0: proven former MVP whose best days are clearly behind him, but still has a little left in the tank. Yeah, let's get that guy.
1: Got um, Vernon Wells in twenty thirteen. Right. Because they needed someone, this seems like that type of move, like a last minute.
2: I mean, oh crap, we I need think someone. that's getting a little carried away. That wanna, like, disres- that's the thing, You don't want to
0: disrespect. That's Yeah, like, like you don't want to like disrespect because he's still a very good player. But I'm just saying, like at a certain point, you know, like that one injury when you're, you know, you pass thirty five is usually it. And I don't know, like with the Yankees' luck with injuries and older players over the last few years, I just, I really don't have confidence that he's going to be able to oh. play like 120 plus game for us. I hope I'm wrong. You know, who knows? I hope he hits you know, 30 plus home runs and is our like, you know, spark plug this year.
1: Mm-hmm. But, ah, it's <laughs> really I mean, just
0: tough to bank on that.
1: Yeah. Well, no, and he's I'm been, he's had the, a lot uh, of injury problems the last few years too. Yeah. Like he was, well, he, you know, he wasn't like said, bad he played 135
0: last, year, last year, but he did play a lot of DH because he was banged up. Right. Exactly. So, I like, got, you know, you feel like, Hey, this year, like who knows what happens with boy. And we're going to talk about this toward the end of the show, how, we hope this is like one of the first of many moves because if this is like it, if this is like the big like display shining trophy cased uh move of the off season then that's that's a terrible off season, yeah like, if this is what the team looks like in a week or two, that's
1: they're worse like, you know, than they did when they lost the wild card game, yeah,
0: absolutely because look like. Like, obviously, if, if you, like, because like, obviously is like, basically the backup catcher. We can't really go off him. He has really no stats to even go off of, basically.
2: Right but now on the game. Yankees official website, on their depth chart, he's listed as a backup.
0: Well, I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, comparable stats. Like, if you just had to rank, like, the hitters, Donaldson's clearly the best hitter. But I don't know. Like, Gio and Garrett, like, obviously, Gio and Gary weren't lighting the world on fire, but. Gio was a really good defender for us, right? And, you know, had his moments hitting. And like Alex said, Gary definitely has, like, that high ceiling, especially for power. And that's just not easy. Like, I think – I don't want this to happen, but I think
1: people are going to realize, like, yo, most catchers are just terrible hitters. Like, that's just yeah. what it is. I need a catcher with the offensive potential that Gary showed, even, like, in 2017, 2019, even, like, when his, he had some of his, like, mini hot streaks in 2018 – that's very difficult. Like, a lot of catchers are just middle of the road. Yeah, like, most of the them. Astros made it to the World Series in 2019, and they made it to the Championship Series the last two years, and and the World Series, with Martin Maldonado as their catcher. Yeah, he was, like, one of, like, 26 or some shit, right? Like, yeah. he was
0: absolutely awful in the World Series. But, that, but he's that's so good like,
1: defensively that they exactly. it was fine, and they had enough offense to— counteract that the Yankees don't have enough offense to counteract having a bad defensive catcher, especially when they already have a bad defense or bad offensive shortstop.
2: Um, I'm going to, I'm going to paint a, let's say optimistic view of the trade here. No, that's fair. That's very fair. (laughs) Most of the last season, the Yankees infield defense and including Gary Sanchez, because he was the primary catcher was just horrible, really horrible. Like it cost them the games. It was so horrible. Yeah. So Literally, in, and
1: that's not even exaggerating.
2: No, it it was it was it was absolutely horrific to watch on a nightly basis. In one move, you improve your catcher, I guess, addition by subtraction, right? You are gonna play Higashioka more, and he's just you know better defensively. Donaldson is similarly good defensively as Geo and better offensively. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a controversial statement. And you got Kinder no, Falefa, who had 175 hits. They were probably all singles. That's totally fine. You put him batting ninth or whatever. And he is a legitimately gold glove caliber shortstop at a position where the Yankees hemorrhaged runs last
1: year. Um, See, my problem is I don't think you can view Donaldson as replacing Geo just because Geo would have gone into the season as the shortstop. I think you look mm-hmm. at Kinder Falefa as the one that's replacing Geo. And it's more like a swap of Donaldson and Sanchez because the twins didn't trade Donaldson as a way to get the other guys. They traded him as a salary dump. They wanted to get his contract off the books and the Yankees wanted to get Sanchez off the team because he's like you said, he's very bad defensively and he just needed, you know, a change of scenery.
2: Yeah. I mean, he needed to be like 2017, 2018 Gary to be that bad defensively and still play every day. Um, Exactly. Like in terms of, in terms of money though, this doesn't hurt the Yankees that much because yeah, Donaldson, I mean, yes, it's annoying that he signed for next year. As far as I'm concerned, it's tradable like you can trade him next worry about it.
1: Though they got they um, got Gallo for 2 years and he was terrible and they're not going to trade him.
2: Well, all right. I'm 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 just I'm just Saying. I know. I, think I they know can, you're playing I think devil's they can advocate get rid
1: of that. here. I'm just trying. I'm just poking holes in every single one of your
2: points. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I'm just shitting um, on you. <laughs> in terms no. of in terms of the money, like yes, it's annoying that he signed for next year, but for this year, his salary number is like twenty one million dollars. Gary was making eight, and Geo was making about six. So it only really cost them about like seven or eight extra million dollars. So. You know, again, it's annoying for next year, but for this year, it shouldn't shouldn't prevent them from making additional moves. And they got, I'd say, comfortably better at three positions defensively, or you know, combination. Okay, but let's let's talk about this because this was brought up a lot
0: with the Yankees just accepting to pay Donaldson, all of Donaldson's 50 million. Does that mean they're just going to say, you know, we're just going to go crazy with the money, or does that mean like, all right, we did this, that's it? Because I see a lot of people saying, wow, this means the Yankees are just going to go all all out. You know, they don't really care. They're taking on Donaldson's contract, but ah, I don't know. Like we'll see. Like this is the whole thing. We need. There need. This needs to be the first of many moves. Like I, I know I already said that, but I'll just say it again because it really it. There's this team still has a lot of holes. I mean, look. Look at like look at all the pitchers that have gone off the market. Like it, the Yankees still kind of like they said they wanted to improve their pitching. They could probably use another bullpen arm or even another guy in the rotation. Cause uh you know her, they're saying now Herman isn't gonna, is going to start the year in the IL. So already right you are kind of one arm down and the guy, was for a guy who is supposed to be either you know back end rotation guy or even like a bullpen guy in Herman. So. I don't know. Like, you know, we still have I'm, Voight well, on the roster. People are, you know, I think the two guys that I'm interested in in terms of like Yankees on the roster are Voigt and Glaber. Because I feel like if the Yankees trade Gio and Gary, I think Voigt and Glaber may be next.
1: I think like Glaber especially.
2: Yeah, I'd much rather they trade or get rid of Voigt before they get rid of uh, Glaber. If only because if you don't get rid of Voigt or get a left-handed first baseman, then you're in exactly the same spot as you are going into this season with so, some different players, right? You're well, I a, very think the right-handed, pro- a very right-handed
1: lineup. I think the problem is that if they trade Glaber, they can just stick DJ at first. But if they trade Voight, they don't exactly have a surefire first baseman that can step yeah, they in. They don't have a traditional
0: first baseman.
1: Exactly. And, like, of course, you can stick DJ at first, but that's wasting his glove. And DJ's not a first baseman, you know? His best position is second, and the Yankees have basically turned him into a utility player because they had too many infielders the last few years. So I think if they were to trade someone, trading Glaber would be the one that would be the better option, and then you only trade Voigt if you know you're going to have a replacement for him.
0: Alex, why would you say the Yankees don't have a first
2: baseman? We just got Ronald Guzman.
1: Oh, you know what? You're right. How could I have been (laughs) so foolish?
2: Bro, we're good. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd still get rid of Void first. I just don't think. If you're concerned about injuries with Donaldson, then I don't see how you can't make that point with Voight. He's hurt every single year. And he doesn't have the track record of hitting that Donaldson does at all. Wait, gee, are you talking think... about Puke Voight? Puke
0: Voight. <laughs> uh, guys, guy. guys, how did I not lead the show off with uh, Tim LaCastro being uh, back? one-year major league contract. With the I'm a- going to say
2: exactly the same thing here that I said in our group chat, and Alex can reply the same way or any way he wants because I still don't care. I think it's utterly idiotic that they have Tim Castro and what I assume will be Brett Gardner on the same roster because they're just two, <laughs> two sides of the same coin that are both going to be hitting like 230 midseason.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, G. I think that's a very good platoon center field option right there.
2: The funniest it, part about it. That'll be funny- super great if they come up with that, like, ghost runner on second nonsense they were talking about. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, we have two fast guys who can't get on base on their own, but now we have a reason to put them there.
1: Well, the funny thing is, like you just said, like, it makes no sense they have Lacastro. But, like, if they were to put someone on second, you want Lacastro on second instead of Gardner. Because Gardner's going to be, what, 38, 39? Is he? Gardner, I mean, no, they're funded.
2: both very <laughs> fast, but yeah, Tim, Tim is definitely faster at this point. But you, well, the, yeah, having them both on the Moulton roster is still stupid.
0: I, I don't know. I think the funniest part about the trade yesterday was, you know, all day or the last few days prior to the trade, everyone was, you know, at Cashman, do something, posting the Cashman sleeping and outside pick, right? I just like everyone begging the Yankees to do something, and then they. Everyone's like, wait, wait, no, 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 it's just not that. Don't do anything. Do Doing nothing was better. Oh, God. Um yeah, I just – we'll see. Like, if this is – like, what other moves? Like, because first base is still, like, the major question, right? Now, yeah. everyone's saying Freeman's a long shot. Um, Obviously, as of seven hours ago, Matt Olson, right, is no longer on the table, which mm. I'm kind of glad – to be honest, I didn't
1: really. The price. Uh, I mean, look, he's, he's going 27 and, and he's
2: really thing. good, but the price was incredibly, incredibly prohibitive. Yeah.
1: It kills yeah. me because Matt Olson literally was made for Yankee Stadium, and I yeah. have no doubt that if he had been traded to the Yankees, he would have hit close to 40 home runs because he hit he 39 hit 50, last year honestly. in Portland. And he's very good defensively. He does every, He does every, He's you know he does everything right. Um,
2: I mean, the cost was the re- like the cost was appropriate for a 27 year old, really good first exactly. baseman, but like, it's not a price the Yankees in any universe would have actually ever paid. No, unless they mean. were like one piece away from the World Series, in which case yeah. maybe, still just maybe. Like,
0: I'd say it's looking like Rizzo,
2: which I would have been cool with
0: in the. Off- I think I said I would have been cool with Rizzo if we got Correa, which we clearly didn't. So, uh, at this point, like I'd I wouldn't be mad if we got Rizzo back, but like I'm not, I'm not gonna hold out hope for Freddie like, going to, to the Dodgers. Like that's it. Um, but like look at the break them trading for Olsen. like that's that's a pretty it's a pretty crazy way just to be like, hey Freddie, uh
2: peace. Now with you, right? Like, yeah. would really love to get Anthony Rizzo on like a one year deal because anything beyond that is gonna be really annoying for me because he was good at things, but I don't think he was tremendously good overall when he came over. He's the the exact type
1: of of person that's just, he's not bad at anything, but he is not good at anything. He's the definition of just average. Right.
0: Just go over like like, like what the Yankees kind of starting nine looks like, because we don't want to get this episode too long because we are going to have like a full episode either tomorrow or the next day. Once
2: hopefully, hopefully aided by the fact that the Yankees happening. have done more stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll
0: hope, hopefully. Um so Good obviously right. got Hig, Higgy behind the plate. We got DJ at first, Glaber at second, IKF at short, Donaldson at third, Gallo on right. left, center picks once he assume he's alive. Yeah. And judge and right. And I get, you know, Stanton DH.
1: So, uh, that, like, that... That's a solid 84-win I mean, lineup right there.
0: If Judge and Stanton decide to just, you know, both go MVP caliber type seasons, if Gallo decides to, you know, maybe not strike out every single time he's at the plate, this could be a pretty scary lineup. But, uh, I mean, you just you just go, like, Higgy... <laughs> And like if Glaber is like, like Glaber's last year, Glaber, like DJ was terrible last year. Like you just, there's a lot of like, you know, uh ohs in that lineup. Like there's a good chance that yeah. that lineup after five is just like a big black hole of a bunch of low 200, you know, 190, 180. No, like I really would never do has it. The potential but for really being would a potential to be terrible. Prefer,
2: lineup. I really would just prefer they say analytics be damned. I'd never really super liked Aaron Hicks, but like, I know they're going to put him out there in center field because he's pretty good, but I really think that they should just say, like the hell with this, and one of Gallo or Judge just play center field. Like, the problem is Ellen Hicks be is going to so
1: much money. Yeah,
0: they're, they're, if Hicks is healthy, he's going to be. They're not going to be putting ten million a year on the bench. You
2: know, that's yeah. just they're going to. That's what they've been doing for Gardner for the last three years.
1: Yeah, but Gardner they but... haven't been paying ten million. Right. But... Paid him like two last year.
0: I don't know, like, that that team, just going over that, like, that team, it's just, it's not, it's, is it good? Also, yeah, it's good. I guess like, I should,
2: we should say, just for the record, they haven't actually signed Brett Gardner yet, we're just assuming no.
0: that they will. I mean, it's like, you know, water, wet, sun, you know, sunrise, it's, it's probably gonna happen.
1: Brett Gardner's gonna I don't know, he's like, 45 years old.
0: Yeah, that's,
1: like I said, Brett Gardner's turning 55 next week, uh. I th- I think it's not it's a terrible comparison if we Brett said that gonna Brett Gardner is going to sign his 11th contract.
2: consecutive one-year contract.
1: <laughs> Brett Gardner is basically the Tom Brady of MLB.
2: Except he's in not every
1: crazy. in every in every way in every possible way. Uh,
0: yeah, so like I said though, just going through that that nine, it just doesn't scare you. Yeah. It's just a kind of. Uh, again that's what's um, so depressing it's like you know, after last year you know just losing in the wild card game just being such a lackluster offense all really most of the season to just not go out and just you know do everything you can to just make these like this is what like see this is what I have cuz I was never like a Cashman hater or a Cashman lover but over the last few years like this is what I just can't stand about Cashman and obviously there are exceptions right with Cole and it just feels like so often he just instead of getting like the obvious upgrade, instead of getting the Harper, instead of getting the Correa, he just tries to make these like nifty, like smarter than you, I'm the smartest guy in the room type trades. That, like, yes, do they work sometimes? Yeah, you know, like D, like he's gotten guys like D D and Geo and Void that were like great gets, but at the end of the day, like those guys were kind of just like flashes in the pan. Right. Like sometimes when there's just a great player like a Harper or Correa on the market, you just go get that guy and worry about the rest later. You know, like that's like like so many teams across all sports now. Like that's just the approach where it's like you worry about like all the other optics of like, oh, is this guy, could he fit in this position or is this guy going to match well here? Don't worry about that. Just go out and get the best players like it's as simple as that. Sometimes that's just mm-hmm. how you have to think. You can't like overthink things. And I I think Cashman over the last few years has just overthink overthinks everything. Like what He's the fuck was so that tra- what the fuck was that trade in this time? If it yeah. was like, you know, a week or two before the season and you make that trade, fine. You panic, you have nothing else to do, like for sure. But like just to make that trade right now, it's like, dude, Correa hasn't even if Korea had already signed and you make that trade, I totally understand. Yeah,
2: it's completely part of the story. It's like okay,
0: fine. But to make that trade when like you have Correa and Story and like Freeman and us still on the market, it's just it's I I, I, I,
2: this trade to me seems a lot like a wait till next year trade. If I had to like thoroughly detract from it, it's like you know we kind of had thought that it was possible that they would say you know we're not going to go to the big money guys. We have Peraza in AAA, and you have Volpe who's ripping it up in the lower levels and is presumably coming pretty quickly, so that's fine. Um, If they had any faith at all in those guys, and you think, well, why would they spend... You know, if they assumed they were going to be anything at all, why would they give 10 years to any one of those shortstops on the market when they would just wait for those guys? And it seems like that's probably what they're doing. Um, It seemed like they were really interested in Conor Falefa and, you know... Maybe Donaldson was the price to pay to get him. Um, He is arbitration eligible after this year, arbitration three. So, whatever, like, he'll make more than the $5 million he's making this year. But, like, I'm just assuming that, like, they can get off of Donaldson's last year of his contract. And then you have a gold glove utility guy in Connor Falefa, and you have DJ who can play everywhere, and you have. Glaber, who hopefully will be fired into outer space, whatever. Um, <laughs> I just think that it was like a wait-till-next-year move because you have Volpe, and maybe you can use Peraza to get someone, whatever. Like, the Yankees always, always usually will go and trade for someone at the deadline, so, like, that's out there, too. It's not exciting or fun or whatever now, but, like, even more so this year maybe because they you know all the off-season is season is compressed into like this weird time that um maybe they'll make more moves during the season too but i th- i feel like mostly it, to me it screamed like it was like a, we're going to be okay and we're also going to wait till next year
1: yeah a hold, yeah, hold it they, hold it over until you know hopefully hopefully we do well this next year but we're not counting on it
2: right i mean just, i think it's just, honestly it just sucks possible. that that's, that, I think that's that been that, the attitude that, and I think there's, I, I mean, I was saying before they made the trade, I was like, look, if and you know, Conor Falefa got signed, and um, you know, Andrelton and Simmons got signed, and a lot of the people were like, oh, they could be the stopgap. Like they were getting signed over the weekend, were like, well, now what? And I was starting to say like, Peraza's there in AAA, like just play him, bring him this, bring him to camp as long as he's not like an absolute disaster, just play him. And yeah. uh, I still think there's possibility. I think there's possibility that you see
1: I think him. if he lights up the world at camp, there's not a – it's not impossible that he breaks camp with them.
2: No. I know it's a good problem to have. I I don't know. I think yeah. it's possible that you see him, and uh, who knows? You know, Volpe's coming. So if he's truly the future and he's going to be here next year, then why not bring him up this year at some point? Yeah, no, that's that's definitely what they're
0: banking on with this trade. It was like, hey, we trust those guys to be our you know, shortstop we'll one or the other to be our shortstop of the future, right? Yeah. But it's it <laughs> like I said, that's pretty much gonna just wrap it up for us tonight. Um mm like I said we hope hopefully we'll be back on like either, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday night and just a good you know with a little pep in our step. We'll like all right that was you know we made a few good moves, you know Voight's out of here, maybe Glaber's out of here for but at the end of the day I don't have confidence in that. You know? I don't Which either. I, I would I would love for that to happen. I would love for that to be a thing. But I'm not counting on it. Um I would not be surprised if this is kind of like the big move of the off season and I don't know. I I find it hard to imagine Voight still being on this team come opening day, but we'll see. We yeah. shall see. But, yep, uh, and like just, let's just end the show with just, you know, like I, I said this in chat, and I kind of alluded to it in the beginning of the show, but it definitely was a little bit sad to see Gary go. Because for all the the blunders, all the laziness, all the angry moments we had with Gary, and you know, Gio too, obviously, but you know, Gio was only there for a few years, and Gary came up through the system, it's much different. And like, look, like I said, yeah, like I said in the chat, I said, you know, man, when I was, you know, watching Gary just absolutely demolish the ball that rookie year he had, and even, you know, even in the second and third years, uh, it really, you really did think that it was just going to be him and Judge in the middle of our lineup for the next 10, 15 years and the man came up in it, august
2: and almost won the rookie of the year so like <laughs> it
0: it really it you know it re- it was sad you know just seeing obviously all the yankee tweets like oh you know our baby bomber it and yeah look so there's gonna be fans that will always hate. yeah like uh, for sure you know and like and that's the thing i don't want it to to make it seem like, oh, like, um, I don't like this trade because I'm, you know, I have, like, that connection with Gary. No, it's not. It's nothing about that. Like, I completely understood us unloading Gary. Like, it was time. he need, Like Alex said, he needed a change of scenery. It just – it wasn't working out. But uh, I don't know. Like, I I – I really just didn't think the move was, okay, let's get rid of Gary, and then, Higgy,
1: it's your time to shine. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's, I thought we were going to get another catcher. but
1: There's, there's got to be something out there instead of them just going, you know what, it's Higgy's time. That yeah, 190 average last year, that sold us right there.
0: That really that really scares me. It really does. But yeah, like I guess like there's, there's another move coming. I don't know. I'll,
2: I'll, we could end it on a poor one out for Gary because –